0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us here on the set of the Tanya Joy Show. We're glad you're watching or listening wherever you may be. We stream on pretty much all of the main pod streaming um, places. I don't know what they're called, sites. We're on also Rumble, Clout Hub, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. We have multiple places that we have the show on Facebook. I am on Telegram and Truth Social but I don't go there very often, just as an FYI. Um, I post mostly over on Instagram, sometimes on Twitter um, and and Facebook. Those are kind of the the main places if you really want to watch and see what we're doing and the show and all of those those types of things. That would be the place to go. Also, you can check out our website, tanyajoy.tv. That seems to be forever a work in progress, but it does have a lot of good information on there, and we usually do stream the show to that place as well. Well, for many of you, you know, my good friend, Michelle Peterson, she's been on the show multiple times and we just did a a show with her and Mary Flynn O'Neill last week. And we were talking about her upcoming event, the upcoming event that they've partnered with America's Future, which is being held January 26th and 27th, actually right here in my state of Illinois. And um, they're going to be bringing in this amazing summit and training program all on highlighting sex trafficking, child trafficking, the things to look for. Um, If you don't know much about that, you're going to learn more about it today. Many of you probably saw the show before that we've done, Um, but today I am so excited because we actually have Tara Lee Rodas, and I forgot I didn't ask her if I'm pronouncing her name right, so I hope I am, Um, but she was the HHS whistleblower. We are so thrilled that we get to talk to her today and hear her story and how she's involved in this amazing event. And you're going to be blown away. You're not going to want to miss this show today. So hit share so that you can get this out to your friends, put it on your social media. We're so happy to see you. Today is Thursday, January 18th. I'm Tanya Joy, and this is The Tanya Joy Show.
1: Okay, well, we weren't
0: shocked over again. So, welcome back to the show. As well, I'm so excited to have you both on the show. And I know we had such good uh, feedback and reception. General Flynn, what an honor.
1: Joshua, Joshua tracked me down
0: in a big tent of about 4,000 people. are you? I am doing so great. Hello, everybody. Thank God I am wonderfully great. Hello. Hello.
1: Thank you very much. (laughs) Because... What is prayer? I'm just doing, you know what I mean? And it- I'm thrilled to be here with the two of you. You <laughs> too. It's like- and that's who these crazies, these evil ones. It is. You say it right. Good job. They right. are the Gibson sisters. We are so excited to have them on with us on Resistance Chicks today
0: good morning it's time to ride these people that get higher up how sometimes i've thought Boy, these are glory days and not gloomy days like i love that ah. <laughs> i not know Thank you me. know and it, it, it kind of works work? awesome about the tour is people like you yeah i love the applause that's cool there we go Thank hi joy everybody welcome we are so excited are you ready to get the show on the road let's go All right. Welcome back. Well, we've got Tara Lee here. She is the HHS whistleblower. She worked for more than 20 years as a federal employee at the Inspector General's Office at the Department of Health and Human Services. And she testified before the House Judiciary Committee on April 26, 2023, regarding the exploitation of the unaccompanied alien children at our border. She has been featured on Project Veritas and she's gonna be speaking at this upcoming event here in Illinois on January 26th and 27th. She has seen firsthand how the lack of transparency, the lack of oversight and the flawed policies are resulting in children being unprotected. So we are thrilled to welcome her. Hello, Tara, did I say your last name right? You sure did, Tanya. So thank you so much. Yes, it's Tara us. Okay. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show. I'm so happy um, for you to be here. Start just by sharing with my audience. How did that, like your backstory, because I love the backstory because it's always what brought us to where we are right now and prepared us for what we're doing.
1: Sure. Yes. And again, Tanya, I really sincerely thank you for having me on the show to talk about as shocking as it is, it's government sponsored taxpayer funded child trafficking. And so I'm very thankful and also thankful for you to tell your audience about the upcoming event, and I hope I'll get to see them there. But uh, what I'm gonna share today is in my personal capacity, this is just what I witnessed at HHS, so I'm not speaking on behalf of the government, but I am gonna tell you what I saw. And what I saw should shock every American. Everybody should just be stunned that today we have 85,000 children missing in a two-year period from a government program that spends billions of dollars every year. And that's why we call it government-sponsored, taxpayer-funded child trafficking. And it's really sad because I didn't know that my taxpayer dollars were being used for this. But if we go back to the beginning So as Tanya mentioned, I've worked for the federal government for over 20 years, and I heard the call from the federal government in 2021 to come help with the border crisis. And my husband is from El Salvador, so I'm a fluent Spanish speaker, and they specifically said this was going to be dealing with children, and it was going to be taking children and placing them with family members here in the United States, that this was going to be a family reunification program. And I thought, you know, no matter what side of the political spectrum that people are on, we all can agree that children should be protected, children should be defended. And if children somehow got separated from their families, that we should do what we can to try to reunite them. And so I raised my hand and I said, here I am, send me. And so the federal government sent me to California. I live in Virginia, but they sent me to California. And I was actually at the Pomona Fairplex emergency intake site. And what we were doing was we believed that we were going to be bringing in the children and then sending them out to their family members. And what we discovered, sadly, is that the children, they didn't know who they were going to. And we had a brother and a sister sitting right in front of us. And there are other brave whistleblowers too. There, We're actually a team of five. And so uh, Deborah White was on the site with me. She's a fed. And then also uh, Myra Moreno, she was a case manager. And we had hundreds of case managers. I mean, if you can imagine a ballroom that would seat, say, 600 people. And we had tables and chairs on one side for the case managers. And then the children would come into the ballroom and sit down on the opposite side of the table to talk to their case manager. And the case managers alerted us to, you know, concerns. They were like, one of us has the brother, one of us has a sister, and they're not telling us the same story. And we can't, we can't really verify from the story that the person is telling us on the other end of the phone that if they actually really know the children or not. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And they said, and then we can't seem to figure out exactly where the children are going. I'm like, what, what do you mean you can't figure out where the children are going or where they're living? I'm like, we need some information about where the children are going. We need We need some proof that this is where this person actually lives. And so if you can imagine through all of this, I'm learning that we're giving the children to people who simply take a photograph of their ID. So the case manager who's handling this child never sees the sponsor face-to-face, never sees the house where the child is going. This was stunning to me that what was happening is the case managers were taking photographs of IDs that by would like just come in like via internet or where where were they getting yeah by WhatsApp so they were trading the information back and forth on WhatsApp oh and i was like what and then you know in this particular case these children were going to florida and we had been working in case management almost two weeks when this ca- case came up. And the children could not say the relationship with the person to whom they were going. And then I'm like, look, you have to start asking some more questions. We have to figure out what's going on here. And then this person who was trying to sponsor the children, this woman, she said the ID of somebody else in the household. And it was their IDs from Guatemala. And this person had a different address. And we're like, wait, the paperwork they filled out said the kids are going here. The ID she gave says the kids are going here. The ID he gives says the kids are going here. And as we discovered more and more, in reality, the children had come only for the purpose of work. And we didn't know what kind of work the girl was going to be doing. And one of the other case managers was looking in the area and there was a strip club that was not too far from where they were like within two to three miles. And we didn't know. And so. And how old were those little kids? How old was that? So one was 17 and one was 15. Yeah. Yeah. The girl was 17 and the boy was 15 years old. And I was thinking, Oh my goodness, we just can't turn these kids away without knowing, you know, what's happening. And so it was through this very first case that, I mean, we're crying that the children were crying. The little boy had to be put on suicide watch. He was so nervous and stressed out because they had to pay the pay back a debt, their journey to the country. So oh, the yeah. whole thing was just not at all what we had expected. And this was
0: back, I want people to understand. So, this was back in 2021. Yes. Yes. This was pre this crazy world we've been in for the last couple of years with this completely open border.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, this was June of 2021 when we reported this first case and we called it suspicious sponsor because it was suspicious, right? We had no idea. And by the time we were done figuring all of this out, the ID of the gentleman who she gave us, he had actually sponsored at six addresses. And this group of people at these six addresses had sponsored 18 children over the course of a couple of years. And we knew something was not right with that. We're like, what? But that doesn't make any sense why why would somebody be sponsoring so many children to whom they're not related right mm-hmm. that that doesn't make sense i mean can you imagine if you're like moving around to different houses and sponsoring children in all of these different properties it just didn't make sense mm-hmm. and so after we turned that case in uh one of the girls on the team she started just doing some internet searches and she found and this is what was the most stunning thing. She found the 2016 Senate report that was done based on trafficking in the program from 2014. My God. So we're sitting there going, children are being trafficked through the program. They're being held as slaves and nobody told us. Yeah. And we, we didn't know. We didn't know. So then You know, we started to learn what some of the signs were. So, number one, if a person is sponsoring multiple children, that's a red flag, right? You people should want to know why is somebody sponsoring multiple children that they're not related to? Mm -hmm. Okay, and then sponsoring at multiple addresses. Why would you, if you're sponsoring children, why would you be sponsoring children at different addresses? they should be in your care at one address so as we started to figure these things out and understand that the government knew that (sighs) trafficking had gone on in the program all this time we began to learn about trafficking we got experts to help us figure out well what what exactly is what is that? What is this? How is that different than smuggling, right? Smuggling is simply the movement of the person, not necessarily for nefarious reasons, but trafficking, that's using force, fraud, or coercion, where you are actually enticing the child through money, or through force, yes, or fraud. Yeah. Wow. So that's what we figured out. Was happening. And it was so that, was a that shock. would
0: have, I mean, that just was the tip of the iceberg then, as I'm sure you found then after that. So, so then what I mean,
1: you're a
0: federal employee at that point.
1: Mm-hmm. What was
0: that process like? And what did you go through after that?
1: Yeah. Well, Tanya, I'm not ashamed to say that I cried a lot of tears yeah. because I'm looking into the faces of these little children. Yeah. And some, even though they're teenagers, some of the teenagers could not speak Spanish. They couldn't speak English. Wow. And how would they ever get help? So yeah. there are children from Guatemala, which is where a lot of, most actually, most of the children come from, they speak Mayan dialects. So they speak Quiche or Mom, they don't speak Spanish. so they have no way to ask for help. There's not a lot of kiche speakers in the United States. <laughs> so very difficult for these children to get help once they're gone. So all of us became very committed to trying to figure out everything that we could possibly do to report, 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 and document, document, document. And so that's what we did. And of course we kept telling everybody Look, the kids are saying this, they're saying that. I mean, we found children who were lured from a coffee farm in Guatemala where they were making $2.50 a day. And they were told, if you come to the United States now, because you're so special, I'm going to pay the journey. You're going to have to pay me back, right? You have to work for me, but I'm going to pay you $6 an hour. So the children believe they're going to be Elon Musk rich. Sure. Right? From $2.50 a day to $6 an hour. But if your viewers and listeners actually watch Trafficked in America, which is the case of the Guatemalan teens who were Mm -hmm. held in modern day slavery under threat of their lives, threat of their families' lives, forced to work 12 hours a day in horrific conditions, and they were living in a trailer that didn't even have a toilet it had a bucket these children were it was it was horrific and so trafficked in america you can see it on youtube for free and you'll see exactly how they lure the children and that's what we were seeing and it was it was horrible when we discovered what the united states government is doing with billions of taxpayer dollars the children aren't going to their parents. The children are going into modern day slavery here in the United States.
0: Wow. And are they? were you finding that the people that were um, trafficking them once they were here, you know, their supposed sponsors who are their traffickers, mm-hmm. were they uh, a variety of nationalities? Were they Americans? Were they also people that were immigrated or maybe illegally came in? Like, were you able to tell any consistencies
1: in that? Yeah. And so, Tanya, that's a that's a really great question because most people don't know that the sponsors, most of them are here illegally. So they don't have legal presence. They're not permanent residents. And that's why it's so difficult to do the vetting to see if it's a safe home. Mm -hmm. But the DHS whistleblower, Aaron Stevenson, he's the one who came forward and revealed that some of these sponsors, they're high level criminal actors from other countries. So they are actually so bad and have done so much evil. They're on what's called a transnational organized crime watch list, which is the top. So transnational organized crime watch list. So they are high level criminal actors. Mm -hmm. Some are, for example, one of the early cases that he saw was a Russian Balkan crime syndicate. Then there was 18th Street Gang, MS-13. And my husband is from El Salvador. When I saw that children were going to MS-13, and 18th Street Gang, I was like, who has lost their mind? I mean- Somebody is yeah. asleep at the switch if yeah. we're giving children to criminal, to criminal yeah. actors, who we yeah. know sex traffic. Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. That's let's it. do this. We're going to take just a quick break and then come back. So I want to talk about this. I want to talk and show the picture of when you went in and, and whistleblower, you know, you were the whistleblower and I want you to just give more details on what that was like. This is just incredible. I, I know that there are still so many people who don't understand this is really happening here on our soil. I have conversations about this all the time. I'm always telling friends and, you know, you have to be, you know, you have to kind of be careful and ease them into it because they just don't believe it. Um, But this is the reality. And with the border having been open the way it has been open over the last few years, I want to talk about that as well when we come back. So hang tight. We will be back in just a moment. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We've got so many wonderful sponsors and affiliates that we work with for the show. And as you know, I don't just pick anybody. If I work with somebody, if we show you a commercial of a partner that we're working with, it's because one, I've used the product. I like the product. I trust in the product or and, or I know the owners. That's generally, I don't think I work with anybody that I don't know the creator or the CEO or the owner or whatever it might be. And these are people that got an idea or have done this for their career and God has been using it. Um, and, with the world that we're in now, their business is booming. So one of those is Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott, and he is the person I would recommend for your financial situations for getting your gold and silver, making sure your IRAs are in place, making sure if you've got any money, um, setting aside, he will help direct you in that area. So check him out. Make sure if you reach out to them, you use our code B4A and you'll get a special bonus. We will be right back government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often
1: causing the stock market to go down. But they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware Call 720-605-3900
0: or visit KirkElliottPhD.com. Hi, everybody. This is Tanya Joy from The Tanya Joy Show, also known as Beauty for Ashes. And I wanna take a quick minute and talk to you about my new favorite sprays. This is by Verve Vitamins. Now, I wanna show you this one in particular. I've got three here that I use on a very regular basis. One is Sunny, it's called. Let's see if we can see it. And I'm gonna show you a quick commercial. This is Vitamin D3 and it is amazing if you need to be in the sun and get those extra vitamins. This one is Energy. These are vitamin sprays. You do seven sprays in your mouth and it, takes care of your vitamins you can travel with them I mean these are small they're the size of a pen you can stick them in your purse but this one right now is what you need to get this is called cold it's vitamin c and zinc I came down with a little bit of something right around the new year and I started spraying this I actually used it three times a day and you guys it's less than five days later and it is gone so you need to check out verb vitamins Stick around, I'm gonna show you the video, and in that video, it's gonna show you the website to go to, you will get a discount with our code, TanyaJoy, so be sure you check this out. This is gonna change your life, I'm telling you. These are amazing. the answer to this but we'll ask you anyway if you stay away from your favorite junk food for a month and then go back to supersizing it will your health improve well that's the thing about change to change we have to be as consistent as possible and when we go back to an old habit it's not the end of the world we just get back at the new habit before you know it real transformation is evident to you and others that's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to kingdom fuel Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake. It's the simple start to a transformed life and we'll auto ship every month so you don't run out. You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration. Just see the link below or on your screen and subscribe today. All right. Welcome back, everybody. What an amazing show. My gosh. Um, Please make sure you share this. Hit the share button and get this out to your friends and family. We've got to tell people what's truly going on in this world and in this nation. It's not, you know, Sound of Freedom was an amazing movie. The only problem I had with it is it focused overseas and it was not focusing here on our soil. And you guys, this is on our very own soil. So let's bring Tara back in. Oh this is so good. Um it, it's such a it's a difficult topic. It's very sobering. It's I get it. It it's hard, but we cannot keep turning our eyes as if it only happens overseas. This is here. I mean, that was 2021. What have you seen? I want to talk about when you went and presented um, to, you know, and brought this to their attention. Um, But before that, like what was happening as you were telling supervisors, were you getting pushback? Were there people that would be like, no, 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 it's all fine. Or was everybody kind of on
1: board with, oh my gosh, this is a problem. Well, they took the information. And in the beginning, we thought, that they were very, very serious. However, by mid-July, when we had continued, continued, continued to report cases, when we were reporting addresses that we knew were bad addresses, because like there were 109 children on a block, what? Yeah. That's not statistically probable, Mm -hmm. right? No. And so it was in mid-July, When we had another child that was going to an address that we knew was bad, we'd actually turned it over to law enforcement and to investigate because how is it that there's four kids all going to the same place being sponsored from different addresses, but to this one person, it was just the whole thing was not, you know, it did not make sense at all. And a case manager came running up and she said, I've got another child going to that address. And I said, there has to be a mistake. We've turned that over for investigation. She said, no, they're sending my child there. And I said, no. So I picked up my stuff. I go running down to the command center to talk to the big bosses. And the attorney told me, she said, Tara, she said, we only get sued if we keep kids in care too long. We don't get sued by traffickers. Are you clear? We don't get sued by traffickers. So my boss, who is an attorney, that is the response of the United States federal government to the safety of children. They don't get sued by traffickers. So we wow. were forced to send oh, the kids. So, gosh. so mid July, we oh, knew that they God. knew, and it was just I. I've never they did not care. Anything like it. I I can't understand how somebody can be that heartless. I mean, maybe it's because they're looking at a spreadsheet and not looking into the faces of these little children. Hearing them scream for their parents. Hearing the horrors of what's happened to them in the journey. The children. What people do to small children is unspeakable. There are things that I wish I didn't know that somebody would do to a 20-month-old. But we had a little eight-year-old boy on our site who had been raped so badly in route, he was in diapers at eight. People need to understand there's some very, very evil things that are going on and children need our help. So the more that we can learn, about some of these things that are going on, the more we can recognize the signs and get children help. And right now, this program admits that they've lost over 85,000 children in two years. So 85,000 children are gone in two years. That's what they admit in 2021 and 2022. We don't know the numbers for 23, but with on the rate that they're going on their average, it's gonna put it at about 120,000. They admit to 85,000. Where are 85,000 children? Yeah. How are 85,000 children gone? Why is it not on every news station? Right. Can Can you just imagine if in a Chicago school the mm-hmm. bus left at the end of the day and it had 35 children on it Yeah. and it just disappeared? 35 kids. Nobody yeah. can find them. It would be on every news station. We'd probably get international news. Like yep. France would be following us. Oh my goodness. United States, a whole busload of children is gone. Yes,
0: gone. Nobody knows where. Yeah. There'd be search parties out looking for.
1: Yes. How is it that people don't know? 85,000 children are gone. How don't they know that? And it's newspapers are writing about it. Even the New York times, if you can imagine, not that that's a a newspaper I recommend, but they have written some incredible articles about how they found these children working overnight shifts in slaughterhouses all over the Midwest. Kids are dying on the job. They're being pulled into this machinery and killed young children, middle schoolers working overnight shifts. And so they're bringing them here and they're not giving them the american dream. And when i signed up and said here i am send me, i did not sign up to put children in modern day slavery.
0: Right. My gosh. That is um so sobering and again people hear about, you know, hear about this on movies or different things. Yeah but it sometimes makes it harder than for them to recognize this is real. This is really happening, which is why it's great that a lot of these filmmakers and documentary people are actually creating content to show this is real. So how, so you then ended up going before um, the committee. I want to pull up this picture here. Yeah. Um, And then we'll. Sherry. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so what was that like?
1: Yeah, well, it's always an honor and a privilege when you can stand before committee members and tell them what you personally witnessed. And so I consider it a very high honor to be able to have given my testimony before Congress. Um, And that was in 2023, it's now 2024, And children are still being trafficked through the system. So it it takes time, sadly, for laws to be passed. As as our friend Michelle Peterson knows, right? It can take a long time to get a law passed. So in the meantime, parents and Americans who can look out for these children need to get educated on what to look for and parents need to get more involved in what's happening right at schools and with their school boards and other things like that. So it was a privilege to be able to tell Congress what I thought, which is that the United States government, sadly, because we're spending billions of dollars, we've sort of become the middleman in the trafficking operation. So Joy, just like, I mean, if I was going to If I was going to send you um, a piece of mail, so I'd say right to Tanya in Illinois and the United States Postal Service would be the delivery mechanism. Sure. So what's happening now is that there are criminal networks that are luring children from their countries and bringing them to our border and dropping them off to the U.S. government and the us government is then delivering the child to the bad person on the other end here and paying the flight. Jeez. And we drop them off in baggage claim in an airport. So we are the delivery system for a large criminal network and it's it's if i had not seen it myself tanya i nobody could convince me it's true. But I saw it with my own eyes. I saw the children in crisis. You know, I I know about kids who had to be put on suicide watch. I've heard children screaming, screaming for their parents, and it's a it's a very sobering thing. And then when I talk with, there's Carlos Ariano who who was actually what was called a transportation specialist. So we would hand the children over to another contractor who was that would fly them, fly with them to the sponsor. And he's tell stories. He moved children as young as three months old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a Walmart in Texas that is nothing but infants. I mean, how, how can they speak up for themselves? Why does the United States government have a Walmart full of infants that it's delivering around the country? And are
0: so when they're at that age, are they are these actors these bad actors? They're going and paying the families. We'll pay you for your child. Like is that how that's working, or are they stealing the children on
1: top of it? So we don't always know what the story is as to how the child actually got there. How do I? Yeah, I can tell you some of the stories I've heard from people is that they will find some of the children like literally just in the grass, they're just lying in the grass, little ones, months old, because people will use the children to cross the border, because if they're a single adult, there's a different process than if you're a family unit. So they'll use the children, claim they're their kids, but then once they get across the border, just ditch them. Yeah on both sides they're doing that so you know if if you've had a small child you know sometimes they're inconsolable and if you're you know trying to do something nefarious they're not always the most compassionate people so they just leave the kids yeah
0: my gosh
1: it's just
0: unbelievable it's it's absolutely unbelievable and then We've got, I mean, 21, when did, when did this, this border, this started back then, then like, so you guys were in California when you saw this, but that were they just coming over the open border at that point too? Yes. Because this was yeah. after, of course, Trump was out. So, I mean, this was, this has been, you know, an influx and you think of, we've got it here, bus loads of people being dropped off randomly. And many yeah. of them with children, and who knows where they're going or what they're doing. And, and uh, you know, you can see it when you drive around certain neighborhoods. Now, unfortunately, yeah. middle America, you can see it like what is going on in that house. So now you're part you're connected with America's future. And now you're yes. one of the main, you know, teachers of this really of what to look for. So let's talk about that so that people know this is the reality, folks. This is what's really going on. And now it's time that we get in this fight and we do something about it. You can't just sit back and do nothing. So let's talk about about that and what this event is going to
1: be like and how people can get involved in a variety of ways. Yes. So, Tanya, most people, when they hear this for the first time, it's very overwhelming. And I totally understand that. The great thing about coming to an event like this with America's Future is you're going to be able to sit down with survivors and hear their stories. You're going to be able to sit down with, it's an organization called the Association for Recovery of Children or ARC. So Baz they actually run that organization. They have been rescuing children since the late 80s. So they know exactly what to look for and they can tell you what to look for. So mm-hmm. for, for example, I mean, if people knew that you should never see a lock on the outside of a closet door, I mean, why would there be a lock on the outside of a closet door? So if you're a realtor, you might be like, wow, I wonder what's going on in this house if they have locks on the outside of the closet doors, you know? Wow, that's a great, simple, simple thing. Sure, sure. And so they're going to tell you exactly what it is to look for. And wow. so you'll get to hear from survivors. You will also get to hear from General Flynn, of course, yes. and uh, Mary Flynn O'Neill, who is our fearless leader. Yes. And Michelle Peterson is going to be there. Liz Croken, Mike Smith. If you have heard of Out of Shadows, that's mm-hmm. outofshadows.org. So he is a Hollywood stuntman, used to be. And he is now a filmmaker. He's left Hollywood behind because Mm -hmm. he saw the truth of what was going on there. And so he made a film called Out of Shadows and then a new one, Into the Light. And so they're (laughs) going to get to see the movie on the big screen uh, there and they'll get to see that at no charge and enjoy the evening, you know, with people and network with other people in the community. And that is the main reason why America's future is going around state to state mm-hmm. because what we hope to do is build a community of people who can work together to keep all the children in the community safe. That's that's the goal. So we hope to have people who are involved in every type of business and teachers and maybe some lawmakers, maybe some you know legislators and some yes. prosecutors, maybe some law enforcement and just everybody can come together and say, hey, what can we do to protect our children and the children who we're seeing in our community. Yeah.
0: Wow. I mean, that's vital. And then on the 27th, people can register and then have this full day of really detailed training on yes. how do you spot these things. I mean, Michelle's story, you know, most of my viewers know well, anyone following the show know her story. And, you know, she took her child's phone all the time. Her her, her her child, like I know so many parents that they don't even do that. Their kid has the free reign of their phone. They don't ever check it. And here Michelle was checking the phone all the time and yeah. still didn't see all of it because it was being deleted. So there are so many aspects to this and so many um levels, I guess you would say, to yeah. what's going on with child and, and human exploitation and traffic, trafficking, trafficking. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Mm So,
0: so deep. What are some of the other things like for let's say now I don't think is this going to be won't be live streamed if anyone's not in the local area? Correct. Um, But what are other ways or other things that you would suggest for people who are like, okay, I want to get involved. I don't know what you know, what are some good things that you're suggesting for people at the beginning stages?
1: Sure. So I would suggest go to America's Future. It's americasfuture.net. And there is a whole resource library on there. You can actually watch some of the recording from our Michigan event. And you can also look at the laws that are in your state. So they have a whole resource library. And then you can also go to ARC, which is the Association for the Recovery of Children. And you can look at some of the various training that they have. So, and people can just go to like free resources and Mm -hmm. see trafficked in America at no charge on YouTube. And there's no charge for the resources that are at America's future. Our goal is to help people know that this is happening and then help give them ways that they can combat it. And it's, you know, children, they have to be defended and protected. They don't understand what's coming at them and parents, especially, they need to be aware of what's happening in the school. You know, they need to know what, what books are my, my children seeing? What are they actually being exposed to? And so these are all things, you know, parents need to be involved and a phone right now. So many people think that if, you know, the child is in the room, They're sitting, they can be sitting on the couch with you and you can't see that screen. You have no idea. And the sad part is, is that a lot of times the children have no idea that the person they're chatting with is 48 years old. Yeah. And they're pretending to be the same age as your child. Yeah. So we just give some practical tips. I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do. Michelle was doing the right thing, like checking.
0: Was, exactly you know, and- that's why we have to be so diligent and really awareness. Knowledge is so powerful. That's the first thing we need to be yeah. aware, because as we know, <laughs> like this, being able to have you share firsthand what you've seen, you know, it always goes back to the. You can't nobody can ever discount someone who has done or walked through something for real. You, you can discount what, you know, a third party, whatever. I mean, you shouldn't, but you could. But when someone has a personal story, when you've seen it firsthand, there's nothing anybody could say or do to change that. And it's important that we teach each other. It's important that we make each other aware. Like I said, I loved the Sound of Freedom movie, don't get me wrong, but I was saddened that it was so focused on just this being, outside our borders when it you know I think it almost needed to be that way to just start to wake people up but the reality is that's happening right here it's yeah. it's the same danger the same thing is right here on our soil yeah come on guys we can't have that you know it, we just we cannot
1: settle for that yeah. yeah and you know if if people think back to the sound of freedom the thing that is so scary Is the pedophile was in California. Yeah, he was importing those kids, but the buyers were here, right? Sometimes the buyers fly out of the country, but a lot of times now, the buyers are so bold. They're buying their own kids and having them shipped here. And so we have to understand that as the United States of America, the dollar is, is a very powerful lure for people. Mm -hmm. And I would suggest people just check. You can go online and you can see how many pedophiles like convicted are in your area. You might be more surprised than you think. Yeah. I was, when we, when we did the event in Michigan, we, we asked people, we said, Hey, how many people do you think are within five miles of where we're, where we're standing right now? And people are like 12, 20, you know, how many registered pedophiles registered? Yeah. Registered. And there were over 500. Wow. And registered. I mean, that means they've been caught.
0: Yeah. Like think about it. That means they've been caught. There are so many more that have never been caught. Right. Wow. That right. Where can people go?
1: Do you know of a good site people can go to figure that out, to find that number out for their local area? So Tanya, what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to text that to you as soon as we're done. Because I don't know because I could
0: imagine people watching and going, well, I want to figure that out, you know, for me. And it would be great to be able to put that in the show notes. So yeah, I
1: want to make sure that I, I give you the right address. No problem. Yeah, no problem at all. .gov.com.org. So I want to make sure I give you the right one. No worries. No worries.
0: Is there anything else you want? Because we're coming up on our time. So is there anything else you'd like to leave everybody with?
1: I would just say, just like the story with Michelle Peterson, one voice, right? She's one mom, but one voice has made a huge difference and your voice also makes a difference. And so I would just encourage people to stand up for what it is that you believe in. Stand up for the children. The children must be defended and protected and If not you, then who? So I hope that I'll have the opportunity to meet people in person in Illinois when we come there. Uh, But if not, I hope that uh, you never know, you could come to the next event in Texas. But I love it. And I love that. I love that
0: quote If not you, then who? It's, It's very powerful. I I absolutely love it. All right. Well, hang tight, Tara. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so grateful to you. Thank you for being a whistleblower. Thank you for being brave and courageous and for um, being willing to say yes, because it was your yes that really brought you here to say, okay, use me. So thank you again so much. It's an honor to have you on the show.
1: And thank you, Tanya. And thanks to your audience.
0: Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, will you share this with your sh- your friends and social media? That is how you, that is one of the best things you can do. As you know, we end the show every day with a scripture. So today it is Psalm ninety one eleven, for He will order His angels to protect you wherever you go. And um, I feel like that's fitting. That's what we need to be praying for the whistleblowers. We need to be praying for those that are exposing this, and for these children. So thank you so much for joining. Um, Really appreciate it. As always, you can watch us on all of the main streaming areas and check more out about us at TanyaJoy.tv. Thank you again. And until next time, bye for now. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. Please subscribe hit the notification bell and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and remember you were created for such a time as this.